Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. All right, my friends, you're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. And yes, I am your host, Todd Huff. You know what? You can email me thoughts, opinions, feedback, adoration, and praise. Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Or you can join our online community, community community.ToddHuffShow.com. And as we begin the truth tour, you'll be able to see some things on that. It's really where we're going to post a lot of that sort of stuff. I'm not using the Nazis at Facebook or YouTube <laughs> for those things. We'll stream the program there as long as I, I guess they allow us to do so. Because I like to reach you where you are, no matter where you listen. Um, but I also know who we're dealing with at those places and candidly don't really want to put our eggs in those baskets. But it's good to be here, and I appreciate uh, you tuning in today. So Biden gave a speech yesterday, again, doubling. It's more than doubling down. We're now quadrupling down on Afghanistan being a massive success. We should applaud the the Biden-Obama administration, I guess, 3.0. The Biden administration 1.0, however you want to look at this, and applaud them for much success because that's what Biden did yesterday. Biden told us how wonderful and successful this mission was. Of course, any of us that are living here in reality saw something much, much, much different than that. We've seen an unmitigated disaster unfold. And again, I I take no pleasure. I I know some people take pleasure in, I don't know, the political failures of the quote-unquote other side. I don't take that. Um, This is our country. This is – these are real lives. Um, This is – The end of a 20, well, it's not the end. That's the other thing. It's not the end of this. This is not, I'm not saying that we're going to necessarily take up arms and go back into Afghanistan next week. Although with some of the promises Biden made yesterday, I find myself wondering what if the Taliban, excuse me, the Taliban hat tip to former president Barack Obama, but what if the Taliban do not follow through on their commitments to allowing safe passage, which the naivete of this. I mean, we know who we're dealing with. We are dealing with animals, folks, folks that the the belief that they have is not fit for a civilization. It is not. It is completely contradictory to the way that we were created to live. When you live under the Taliban's rule, it is the antithesis of how 
we are created to live. This is not the way it's supposed to work. This goes against human nature. Now, I'm not suggesting that we can patrol, can stop every incident on planet Earth where someone is living under the oppression of a government. I mean, we just simply can't do that. It's not really our job. As you've heard said before, we're not the world's police. But we also created an environment or a vacuum that allowed this to happen. And then, and as far as it is pertaining to the United States national interests, if we have a group running a country like the Taliban is now doing in Afghanistan, if we have that as, as the reality, we have seen what happens when that is the case. You go back into to 2001 or before that, and you see that the Taliban was allowing free reign from al-Qaeda terrorists to train and prepare for a terrorist or a series of terrorist attacks. A war, a war of terrorism could be launched from a place like that on the United States of America. We've seen this play out before. This is where this is headed. There is no ambiguity here. The Taliban has not suddenly come to realization of just how wrong they were. I mean, it's the same ideology. It's the same ideas. It's the same behavior. These are brutal, barbarian thugs that are now running Afghanistan. And we have had a role in allowing that to happen. Again, this is decisions made at the top. These are executions or a series of a, a way that a plan has been executed or has been failed to be executed, even though Biden swears to us that this is exactly how this was supposed to go down. You believe this stuff? You believe that this is the way this was supposed to go down? You believe – I mean if, if you're assuming success is the objective here, if you're if you're – starting with the assumption that the United States does not want the Taliban running the nation of Afghanistan. Do you believe that this is the way this is supposed to work? That's what Biden's speech said yesterday, told us how great this thing was. In fact, I'm going to play some of this today, some of this today so that you can hear it. I'll comment. There's lots of stuff here. We're not going to obviously get to all of it, but we'll get to as much as much as we can. First and foremost, you need to know that Biden, this was something I saw reported before Biden's speech as I watched this thing. I watched it last night. I didn't watch it live. By the way, what time did this thing air? Because I think I watched it at like, oh boy, uh, maybe maybe 7, 6.30 or 7, and it was already had already happened. I know Biden must have an early bedtime I'm not I'm not sure what time this thing actually actually aired but I saw it uh recorded at like I said 6:37 something like that. Anyhow, the news made sure that everyone watching this thing knows that Biden fulfilled his promise to be out of there by August 31st. In fact, the last aircraft supposedly supposedly, I mean, who knows, took off Exactly one minute before September 1st, one minute before midnight September 1st in Afghanistan, 
down. This thing was planned, folks, down to the minute. That's how effective this thing was. That's what we're supposed to believe anyway. So that was the, the setup. Also, it's now being reported in some uh, some circles, although not very convincingly, that the equipment we left behind was left inoperable. You know, the tens of thousands of Humvees and countless numbers of M4s, you know, uh, rifles, handguns. I mean, just all sorts of equipment. We've seen, by the way, I know that the Blackhawk, at least one Blackhawk helicopter is not inoperable because I saw somebody hanging out of it by his neck being paraded around somewhere in Afghanistan, maybe Kabul. So we know that one was working. President Biden or your team or whoever whoever's out there saying these things. So they they again they're they're kind of on the fence here as far as I'm concerned. They they know that they cannot with a straight face act like this is no big deal. This is just an average an average day at the office for the Biden administration. They they're on record now. I played yesterday uh, Jonathan Carl of ABC News saying that Last week, I think it was Thursday, that was the most, uh, the single worst day in the Biden administration's history, uh, which is now a very grueling and painful seven and a half months. But so they're admitting it, but at the same time, there's still there's still kind of hope here. Maybe we can, you know, the dust will settle here. The trips, the troops will go out. We can stop maybe getting incessant reports on Afghanistan. Biden gave a speech. This is done, right? Just close the book. Don't mention Afghanistan again. Only thing Biden will want to tell you is that I fulfilled my promise to end a 20-year war. We met our deadline down to the minute, folks, 11.59 p.m., the last time that one of those uh, U.S. aircraft took off um, from Afghanistan flying, flying people the hell out of there because it has become... Again, an unmitigated disaster because of the ideas implemented by the people now ruling the country. So here's how Biden wants you and me and the rest of Americans to think about this largely successful, just a fantastic mission. This is what he had to say about that. These are his opening remarks last night. The United States ended 20 years of war in Afghanistan, the longest war in American history. We completed one of the biggest airlifts in history, with more than 120,000 people evacuated to safety. That number is more than double what most experts thought were possible. No nation, no nation has ever done anything like it in all of history. The only the United States had the capacity and the will and the ability to do it, and we did it today. The extraordinary success of this mission was due to the incredible skill, bravely, and selfless courage of the United States military and our diplomats and intelligence professionals. He almost got it right there. Brave. Bravely, he said. I think he was trying to say bravery. I don't know. Anyway, so this was massively successful. No nation. I mean, just think about this. It, it It is crazy to me to say it like this. Because it is a a self-created problem, right? We have a bunch of people that are stuck behind Taliban lines because of decisions that we've made, the way that we executed our plan, 
But then we pat ourselves on the back. Good job, President Biden. We got those people out of there quicker than anyone's ever gotten anyone out before. So we set the fire, basically, or we at least gave them the tools to set the fire along with an almost an incalculable number of military assets. Here, here's what you need to fight, to kill people, to brutalize, to advance your evil ideology. Now, there you go. We're leaving. Crap, we've got people in there. They still, by the way, don't even know. Biden has to estimate how many people are still in Afghanistan that don't want to leave. U.S. citizens, a lot of folks, he said, that hold dual citizenship. I, I don't know, folks. I mean, I don't know what to believe here. Um, I'm very skeptical of believing anything that comes out of Biden's mouth or this administration's mouth. Because first and foremost, what they want you to believe, more than anything else, more than the actual numbers, more than uh, the, the rationale, more than even if they really believe this is a good thing to do or not. They, they don't look at this. I'm telling you, they don't look at it that way at all. It's It's how can we get this to politically give us an advantage? Or if it goes really bad which they know that it has now, if it goes really badly, they can say to us, they, they can control the narrative and minimize the damage and then move on to the next thing. And by the way, while Afghanistan is an unmitigated disaster, as Afghanistan is a metaphorical and in some sense a real dumpster fire because of lots of factors, but we did play a role in this. As um, as that's happening, we also have to know that there's things happening here. They're trying to get creative and somehow get the so-called For the People Act passed, uh, you know, passed through Congress and signed into law, basically circumventing the rights of states to oversee their own elections, which the Constitution clearly calls for. Anyway. So there's a lot of stuff to talk about, but I still want to focus on Afghanistan. I still want to focus on what Biden is, you know, how he's how he's basically saying this was success. You know, we airlifted more people out of harm's way. This is something only the United States of America could do. And I find myself thinking or wanting to say back the reason that we had to do this in the first place was because we caused the scenario to be in that particular position. You wouldn't have needed to airlift all these folks out of harm's way if we had managed this better. And yes, he still blames Trump in this speech. You know, Biden has changed. Biden has changed Trump's policies on several things. I mean, the first one that comes to mind is, well, like the, the Remain in Mexico policy catch and release, things pertaining to illegal immigration. He could change Trump's policies on those things, but apparently he just couldn't change Trump's timetables or his plan on Afghanistan. That one had to be carried out exactly as Trump had written it down. And that's just, you know, it's like he's saying both things. If it was such a success, if I can spit it out there, such a success, why... Why are we blaming Trump? Or put another way, if this was a massive success, as Biden is telling us it is, is he not, should we not be giving Trump the credit? 
I mean, th- this is so self-contradictory in a myriad of ways. It's hard to navigate ourselves to reality. If you try to make sense of this, you will find yourself very, very disillusioned and confused. But Biden think this is, thinks this is a massive success. That's what they want you to think. Afghanistan, successful. End of the 20-year war. Biden came in, says the buck stops here. We're going to end this war. And it's just as planned, just exactly as planned, down to the very minute. Again, as I said off the top, 1159 is supposedly the last time that a a PM on August 31st. So we met the deadline exactly to the minute. I mean, it is a remarkable. We should should be thanking. In fact, we may start a campaign of, of thank you letters to send to President Biden for a masterful exit from Afghanistan. That's the way that this stuff is portrayed. That's the way he talks about it. That's what we're supposed to believe and then just shut up and forget about it because they don't want this coming back up. They want this brushed behind them, and they want to move on just as quickly as possible. Lots more tucked away in this speech. But again, Biden is still blaming Trump. At the same time, taking credit for massive success, it just, again, makes no sense. But then again, what else that the Biden administration does actually makes a lick of sense? I mean, I don't, I'd have to really think and to see if there's even anything that comes to mind. Maybe I'll do that during the break. Maybe I won't. Maybe that'll just drive me mad. But so plenty of more uh, from this speech that I want to get to. We'll take a quick time out. When we get back, we'll pick this up. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. By the way, program brought to you by Thomas Monuments. ThomasMonument.com is the website located West Washington Street in Indianapolis. They can help you personalize your memorial and make it make that process as simple and easy as possible. Again, ThomasMonument.com. We have a whole list of our advertisers that support our advertisers.com and encourage you to go there if you're in the market for something and if it's possible, all we ask is that you give our adver- advertisers an opportunity to earn your business. They, of course, make this possible, this program possible, so that you can listen to it in the radio, um, on a podcast, however you consume it, even even on social media. So again, supportouradvertisers.com is that website. But I want to get back to this Biden um, speech. So Biden is, again, has already told us how massively successful this was. This went exactly as planned down to the minute. I'm kind of surprised in a sense, and this is sad. Again, I don't take any pleasure in this. I truly don't. Um, But Biden brings up, Biden brings up when he was at Dover um, and the bodies of the Marines lost last week were um, were transferred there. 
you know, that, that sad, solemn ceremony. But it's the one where Biden was checking his watch. And folks, he did check his watch. I mean, it is, you can see the video. He looks down at his watch and some people are defending this. You know, this was how he, maybe it's a Apple watch and he's getting communication. Well, why? I mean, aren't some things worth just being present? Aren't some things worth cutting out all distractions and focusing on being a leader and being there for the families and all of that sort of thing? He's literally checking his watch. So I'm, I am a bit surprised he brings this up, but he does. Here it is. We're wounded in the service of this mission. Thirteen heroes gave their lives. I was just at Dover Air Force Base for the dignified transfer. We owe them and their families a debt of gratitude we can never repay, but we should never, ever, ever forget. And that's true. That is true. We owe all the military who has done what this nation has asked them to do a we owe them gratitude, right? I mean, we, we do. We, owe, we need to honor the fallen. In fact, we have holiday, Memorial Day, for example, where we remember those who gave their life, their lives in defense of this great nation. Whatever that mission is called, what was determined to be by the powers that be at that particular moment in time, even if it's a mission that someone doesn't agree with or doesn't think we should be there, the job of the military personnel is to follow orders and to do what they're asked to do. And yes, there have been misjudgments and bad calculations and conflicts we shouldn't have been in in the past and all that sort of thing. That has nothing to do with this. That has nothing to do with whether or not they should be honored and respected or not. I know there's some out there that don't agree with that, um, but, but they were doing what they were called to do in defense of or what someone determined was in defense of the United States, its freedoms, its people, its interests around the world. But the thing is, these individuals lost their lives directly because of decisions that that were made. Look, I again, there's no way around this. There is simply no way around this. The way that this was handled directly led to the loss of lives in Afghanistan for for these thirteen uh, these thirteen individuals, these thirteen heroes who fought and did their jobs in Afghanistan. I'm a little bit surprised he brought he brought this up because again it, it conjures up immediately when he mentions Dover. The first thing, and I'm not even trying to be critical, but just the first thing that pops into my head. Is Biden checking checking his watch? Anyway, I want to play. Uh, timeout. I'm gonna take a timeout because I don't want to get to this next part. But again, who is the one? Is Biden blaming Trump or is Biden taking credit for a successful mission? Who's the one that really decided to end this war? If Biden was locked into following Trump's plan 
and it was an unmitigated disaster, as he appears to suggest at points during this speech, then shouldn't it be Trump's ending of the war? No, no. What Biden wants is to say, I didn't have any choice, but it was my choice to end the war. And if it went bad, it's because of what Trump did. That is what, this is how the left thinks. Because, look, you know, there would be something refreshing. And I know this is never going to happen. And candidly, I don't even know that, that Trump would, I don't think Trump would have taken, Trump wouldn't have done these things. But if Trump made a massive dis, uh, mistake or error in judgment or whatever like this, um, I don't think he would have just come out and, and just said, hey, look, I this was... This was mismanaged, and I take responsibility for this. But there would be something re- refreshing about that. But they're not going to do that, and I'll tell you why. It's because we've got a campaign coming up in 2022, and the opposing side would use that video, that clip, in every single ad imaginable, saying here they are basically admitting that they don't have what it takes to lead this country. And I understand that that would be damaging, but again— wouldn't it just be refreshing and honest to hear them say, you know what, we made some errors here. And some people are saying this is what, this is the sort of mess that they, that they want. I know there's all different viewpoints on this, but again, Biden is wanting to blame. If you think it's bad, it's Trump's fault. If you think it's good, then Biden says, I'll take the credit. It's exactly the opposite of what a leader should do. A leader takes the blame and shares the credit. Biden is taking the credit and passing the blame. So timeouts necessary. Come back and pick up here as Biden tries to tell us that we were ready for this. And by the way, we were only ready for this because he instructed <laughs> he instructed his leaders, his his military, you know, the the joint chiefs and those that were in the the meetings. I want you to be ready for any and all um, potential, you know, scenarios. Oh, okay. We hadn't thought about that until you mentioned that, President Biden. We just assumed that everything would go exactly to plan here. But since you mentioned it, we'll make sure that we think about scenarios that might pop up along the way. So anyway, this is just silly nonsense, but I'm going to play some of it just to give you a a glimpse of of what this speech was about yesterday in case you missed it or in case you just want to think more about the sort of stuff that we're being fed here as Biden is telling us this was massively successful. Quick time out, back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. So I'll tell you what. You know, I I got a message. I was thinking of an analogy, trying to earlier, um, as we were just right before the show, trying to think of, of of an analogy to say, you know, Biden created this scenario, and then he pats himself on the back by bringing people out of Afghanistan um, through very very volatile circumstances and he applauds himself even though he's responsible at least in part i mean i'm not saying that there's there's not bad forces over there but there none of this happened until the past few weeks right none of this had happened 
that's the other thing, by the way. I don't want to get off on this 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 path here. But Biden, the choice Biden gave us throughout this speech was we either send tens of thousands of American troops back to Afghanistan and engage in a ground war, you know, you know, door to door fighting again, or we leave. And that's just not that's not the real choice. I mean, that that's that is a false choice. I mean, were we conducting massive ground operations over there the the first half of 2021? I mean, that's what Biden wants you to believe that we're over there, you know, rolling tanks in and, you know, having trench warfare and all that sort of stuff, Um, you know, door to door, smoking out these terrorists as we had done. We have done that over there, but that's not the stage that this mission was in anyway. But I was trying to think of an analogy and and, uh, Tyler had just messaged me on Facebook. He I think he said he read this somewhere or heard this somewhere else, but um, he said it's like it's like someone creates a flood and then brags about how many boats he used and how many people he saved from the disaster, and that's pretty close to what to what's happened here. Biden applauding himself and and you know patting himself on the back for doing something for doing something that wouldn't have been necessary if he'd done his job right the first time it wouldn't have been nearly as dramatic there's a lot better there's no there's no way that this was the other way out of there there's just this is just not living in reality right i mean we hadn't heard afghanistan in the news really in a long long time I mean, really, if you think about it, not like front page news. And I know we've got the media and who hides stuff. So I'm not suggesting that there was never anything to report. I'm just saying that it wasn't like it was 15 years ago or, you know, 10 years ago or whatever when we were engaged in a different type of, of, of fighting over there. But anyway, who's the one that actually pulled us out of Afghanistan? I feel like Biden is, is really confused here. Is it Biden or is it Trump? Because, again, Biden wants you to believe if you have negative feelings about what happened in Afghanistan, if you see it for what it is and you see that it's a dumpster fire and an unmitigated disaster, Biden wants you to believe that that's because he couldn't change Trump's plan. If you think that, hey, you know, we got out of Afghanistan, that's a good thing, we ended a 20-year war, then Biden wants you to believe it was his decision to leave. I mean, it really is that simple. I'm going to play some of this and tell me if that's not correct. Inside of us, for 20 years, I had authorized 6,000 troops, American troops, to Kabul to help secure the airport. As General McKenzie said, This is the way the mission was designed. Give me a break. It was designed to operate under severe stress and attack. And that's what it did. Since March, we reached out 19 times to Americans in Afghanistan. He's pointing at the camera. With multiple warnings and offers to help them leave Afghanistan. All the way back as far as March. After we started the evacuation... So, so I guess, stupid Americans that didn't listen to Biden. It's your fault, Americans, I guess, is what Biden... What else is he saying here? 17 days ago, we did initial outreach and analysis and identified around 5,000 Americans who had decided earlier to stay in Afghanistan, but now 
wanted to leave. Our Operation Allied Rescue ended up getting more than 5,500 Americans out. We got out thousands of citizens and diplomats from those countries that went into Afghanistan with us to get bin Laden. We got out locally employed staff in the United States Embassy and their families, totaling roughly 2,500 people. We got thousands of Afghan translators and interpreters and others who supported the United States out as well. You know, and we don't know who else. That's the other thing. That's the other part of this is we don't know who else, right? I mean, we're flying people here, which on the one hand, if these are folks that have been helping the United States, if these are folks who are in, whose lives are in jeopardy by being there because, oh, by the way, we gave the Taliban a list of names – of the people that we wanted to make sure got safe passage out of the country. I mean, if that's not like a death warrant, I don't know what is when you hand it to these lunatics. I mean, it's just the level of stupidity and the lack of just general street smarts here is, again, I my dad has a term for some of these folks, overeducated idiots. And I, I feel like that that's probably very, very accurate here when you think about some of these decision makers high up in the state department uh in the in the administration folks that have been educated to the point again i'm not bad mouthing education don't misunderstand me but there's a point where there are some people who can have the sense educated so to speak educated out of them and that's i think you know here, oh here, here's the people we need here's the people here's the list of the people that have been helping us can you just make sure br- brutal murderous maniacal lunatic taliban can you make sure that these people get out safely here here's their addresses to this is the last place that we knew that they were are you kidding me what is wrong with these idiots i mean this this is this is beyond my abilities to understand here if someone if someone assuming someone's trying to trying to really manage this properly just the whole the whole thing's a mess and don't tell me that it's not and don't tell me that it's a massive success again this just this has echoes of, of benghazi to me right spontaneous uh what was it spontaneous riots and so forth in the streets of benghazi it wasn't pre-planned and all this sort of stuff they couldn't admit that because that would have meant that there were terrorist organizations planning attacks on the U.S. on 9-11, right? I mean, we can't have that. No, 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 because Obama was president, and the things that they were saying back then was that Osama died and GM is alive, right? Terrorism was over, which Biden talked about that too. Biden said 2011 is when Bin Laden was was killed. That was the, apparently the end of our mission. The only thing we were trying to do, which, by the way, he wasn't even killed in Afghanistan. But that's just, again, for whatever that matters or doesn't matter. That sort of ended the war. Biden, or excuse me, the old Biden-Bama administration was calling the shots back then. Why didn't they pull us out May 3rd? That was the end of the war. We've stayed 10 years past that. I mean, none of this makes sense to me. And it shouldn't make sense to anybody because right now what this is is an unmitigated disaster that they just want to go away. They want to sweep it under the rug, and they want to change the narrative because this is just a messy, messy situation. Quick timeout. Back here in just a minute. 
Welcome back. Really quickly, really, really quickly here. I played the wrong soundbite a second ago. Got my soundbites out of order. This is the one where Biden says it's his decision to end the war. In April, I made a decision to end this war. As part of that decision, we set the date of August 31st for American troops to withdraw. The assumption was that more than 300,000 Afghan National Security Forces that we had trained over the past two decades and equipped would be a strong adversary in their civil wars with the Taliban. That assumption that the Afghan government would be able to hold on for a period of time beyond military drawdown turned out not to be accurate. But I still instructed our national security team to prepare for every eventuality, Hmm. even that one. Even and that's that what one. we did. Name that one specifically. So we were ready when the Afghan security forces, after we two decades of fighting me? for their country and losing thousands of their own, did not hold on as long as anyone expected. We were ready when they and the people of Afghanistan watched their own government collapse and the president flee amid the corruption and malfeasance. Who puts... Handing over the I country can't. to... The- Who puts a word? Whoever wrote... The- you don't put malfeasance in a Joe Biden speech. That's not going to come out correctly. But there's Biden saying, I decided in April, but Trump's plan was apparently... I mean, none of this makes sense. I decided to end the war in April, but Trump's plan to end the war was from at least January of 2021. If you think it's bad, Trump did it. If you think it's great, I'll I'll accept the credit. What a pathetic thing to do. I got to take a break. Come back and wrap up. Back in just a minute. Welcome back. So, again, uh, the... It's remarkable. It really is. It's remarkable of how people want to believe that Biden, some people, not many, because, again, this is not uh, very popular, this what what Biden's been, how he's been managing Afghanistan or other things for that matter, including now COVID, um, the economy, all sorts of things. But, I mean, you hear people defending defending um, Biden and, and what happened in Afghanistan. It's it's like there's no, I don't know, desire or ability to just to see things for as they really are. I mean, this, you, you can say, fine, we, we've ended the war. Um, but I would say this, you don't, if terrorism reemerges, and the situation is the same as when we left or when we went to Afghanistan 20 years ago. Um, the battle's not over, my friends. I mean, you have to defeat the enemy. You just can't say we're done fighting and then it's over suddenly. So I don't know. I've got to go. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow. SDG. Take care.